Good evening. Luke chapter 10, please. Luke chapter 10. Let me say that much of what we learn from Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is episodic. New word for me. I'll explain. That means conveyed to us in episodes. Episodic. The writers relate some experience that Jesus had, an encounter, a conversation, and in that episode, there is rich instruction for us, His disciples today. And that's the kind of passage this is. It is episodic. It's about an episode. We can learn from it. Luke 10, 38 through 42. Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. What might help us begin the study of this episode is to be informed for just a moment or two about the culture of the Jewish community. There were certain customary ways of the people back then, and in some cases, those ways may seem strange to us, but maybe not what I'm about to describe. According to the Jewish culture in that period, Martha was in the right place at the right time. Martha was in the right as the event began, according to the culture of Jewish community. And here's what I mean. If a rabbi or teacher came to your house back then in Jewish communities, the first concern was hospitality and feeding your important visitor to the best of your ability with absolutely the best food and menu you could come up with. It could be said in their community standards then, the old expression would apply, a woman's place was in the kitchen, especially when the preacher came to call. Now the men would sit with the preacher and talk about business and religion. The women would busy themselves in the kitchen preparing their best menu, their finest cuisine with top-notch hospitality for their visitor, the teacher or the preacher who came. Now, culturally, that isn't too distant from us. I've had some experience that speaks to this in 48 years of preaching. When I hold a gospel meeting, 
Often, as soon as I come into the lobby on Sunday or whatever the day the meeting begins, on the bulletin board there will be a list and it will say, Meals for Brother Berkeley or Meals for Brother and Sister Berkeley. And here we go. Monday at noon, the Smith family. Monday night, about four hours later, the Jones family. And Tuesday at noon, the Brown family. And on you eat your way through the week. And, you know, not so much anymore, but 30 years ago, the meal list would include lunch and supper and sometimes breakfast and a snack after services. I just think about that in belch. Maybe that's why there were so many big preachers then. You would go to these homes and never see the wife until the meal was served. She was in the kitchen and she may have been there all day getting ready to feed the preacher. Uh, we are not that far off from the Jewish culture of Jesus' time, especially a generation ago in this country. We believe we need to feed the preacher and women get the bulk of that work. Now, I need to be very clear with you tonight. I'm not opposed to all of that. <laughs> I'm anxious to make the point, however, in our study of this text, that Martha was doing exactly what was expected in the customs of her community. So, let's understand the problem that emerges from the episode. It is not hospitality. Jesus isn't saying that hospitality has no value. No. Opening your home to a preacher, teacher, or traveler was an act that contained goodwill and value. On other pages of the New Testament, hospitality is commended. Martha is not condemned for her hospitality. Hospitality is important. He is not teaching in this episode that women working in the kitchen is some sort of trivial pursuit. If you come to my house for a meal, I know who you want in the kitchen. Not me until later, maybe when cleanup time comes. Women engaged in domestic activity is important. Jesus is not against that, and he's not against feeding preachers. We've got to move all that aside when we come to the text, the episode, and take the time to slow down and look back and discover what the real problem was and what the real takeaway would be for us today. So here's what I'm going to do with you tonight. I have selected three phrases in the passage that convey to us in a very clear way what this is about and what it ought to mean to us today. One phrase that I've underscored in the passage is, At the Lord's feet listening to His teaching. I've already made it clear that we like hospitality and we like to be fed. But the most important nourishment is being fed by listening to Jesus. Can you imagine... Try to put yourself into this picture for a moment to help us grasp what Luke is telling us that happened. 
Can you imagine Jesus coming to your house? I, I wouldn't send Paula to the kitchen. She wouldn't want to go to do kitchen work. If Jesus came to my house, we would sit down and listen to what he had to say. And we would call Herb and Sydney, and we would tell the neighbors if we could, and we would contact you, and we would sit at the feet of Jesus. Now, what I must say to us today is, we can do that today without the physical presence of Jesus. We can sit at His feet today. We are so privileged to have a book that contains His teaching. And God, through this book, beckons us and invites us to come and listen. Somewhere in the passage Darrell read earlier tonight, in Joshua chapter 3, it may have been at about verse 9, there is the phrase, come and listen. That's all over Scripture. It is implied on every page that we can sit at the feet of the Lord. We can listen to Jesus. We are so privileged to have a book that contains His teaching. We can sit at His feet by opening this book and reverently listening to His rich instruction about how to think, how to see the world, how to speak, how to react, how to worship God, how to join with other Christians in good work. Jesus wanted visiting Martha and Mary to be more than just a big meal on the table. He wasn't visiting their home for a casual social call or for a meal. He was teaching, and that high honor held priority over fixing and even consuming a meal. So this phrase helps us see what it's all about. At the Lord's feet, listening to His teaching. Second phrase that helps us see what this is all about. Martha was distracted. I looked up that word distraction the other day. It is defined as a thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to something else that's more important. Hear that again. A distraction is a thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to something else that is more important. Two examples. You're driving in traffic and your cell phone makes a sound. And you want to see what that's all about. But there's a more important task at hand. Staying safe on the road. Here's another example that may hit close to home for all of us. You are in a building listening to teaching and preaching from Scripture. And your phone is right there. It's in your hand. It's on the bench. And you look over and something has happened. Maybe there's been a little sound or a vibration. Maybe you could check social media to see what folks are doing. But you know... 
that would distract you from the more important task at hand. So that phrase helps us understand what this is all about. Martha was distracted from the more important task at hand. It is not that her task in the kitchen had no importance. It had some importance, but she was distracted from the greater task at hand. See, as important as hospitality is, and as important as it is for your visitors to have good nourishment, there is a greater nourishment to be received by sitting at the feet of Jesus. Martha was distracted. The third significant phrase from the text that conveys to us what this is all about and what we ought to take from it, maybe, maybe this captures the whole point. One thing is necessary. Sometimes in some situations, several things are going on and you do something that's called multitask. We do that. You're driving and listening to the radio and maybe talking to someone trying to pay attention to traffic. You're multitasking. Maybe we do that in our offices. Maybe we have several things going on at one time and we multitask. Now, we all know there are problems with that. But we are sometimes put in that position where we must do several things at once and sort of divide your mental capacity up. In other circumstances, there is one thing that requires undivided attention. It would not have been good for Martha to prepare the roast and try to go in and listen to Jesus at the same time, and then come back and check the roast a little bit, and then drop back into the conversation, and then go check on the bread, and just sort of tune the Lord in and out. That would not have been valuable. No, this was one of those times when there was one overriding necessary thing to attend to. And that was, and that is, being seated at the feet of Jesus. So, what does Luke want us to take from this episodic narrative, this episode? I'm going to put it like this. And this next sentence I will utter captures the entire point of this sermon. What we can get from Jesus will always be more important than what we can get from the kitchen. What we get from Jesus will always be more important than what we can get from the kitchen. Certainly all right, even recommended that we have kitchens and cooks and groceries and that we nourish our bodies. Food and hospitality in the home even has a valuable social dimension that is refreshing. But there's nothing equal to listening to Jesus. 
reading about him, being rooted and grounded in his teaching. I visited with a man this afternoon who says he wants to be on his way back to the Lord. And he said, where do I start? And I handed him a New Testament. And I said, you start at the feet of Jesus. Read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I told the man, I'm going to be back tomorrow night. When I walk in the door, I'm going to ask you, what did you read in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Here, we are after one thing. We want to be seated at the feet of Jesus. What we get from Him will always be far more valuable than anything anybody's kitchen can produce. Very simple. One commentator said, Can there in fact be anything greater in value than wholehearted devotion to and adoration of the Lord Jesus Christ, the revelation of God? That captures it. Matthew Henry, in his commentary on this text in Luke 10, said, A good sermon is not the worse for being preached in a house. And the visits of our friends should be so managed as to make them turn to the good of their souls. And then he said, Sitting at Christ's feet signifies readiness to receive His word and be submissive to His Word, and let His Word guide you out of wherever you need to get out of, and to where you ought to be. Worldly business can be a snare to us when it hinders us from listening to the Lord and serving God and getting good into our souls. What needless time is wasted and expense often laid out, even in entertaining professors of the gospel. I have one more observation. Maybe two. And the lesson will be yours and we'll go back and read the text again. While men and women have different roles in the family, <clears throat> in marriage, and in the local church, we should totally reject any suggestion that religion is the domain of men, for men only. In some cultures, even today in the world, women are not included in religious discussions and instructions. I saw this firsthand when I was in the Philippines preaching in 1981. It wasn't unusual for the men to be involved in Bible study and discussions of religious matters from the Word of God while the women were preparing food. And we talked to the brethren about that, and I don't know for sure if we got through to them because it is such a strong cultural element, or it was then... In 1981, the women would prepare food and feed the men, wait on the men, and then after the men were finished, the women and children would eat the leftovers. <laughs> and that bothered me. But I wasn't able to go into that culture and 
turn everything around. Sometimes we would be preaching and there'd be a group of people there and the women would leave before the preaching was finished because they were tasked with the function of preparing food first for the men. And then if there was anything left for the women and children. The gospel is for all. Jesus wanted those women at his feet. Would you listen again? Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. And Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion which will not be taken away from her. What is most important to us? I hope it is what is called here the good portion. And I leave you with this. Mary and Martha were granted opportunity not just to receive Jesus in their home and have a good meal, but to receive Him in their hearts. And we have such an opportunity every time we open this book, every time we come to this place. And if you need to receive Jesus into your life through obedient faith tonight, will you come while we stand together to sing?